You there, adventurer? Yes, you. Do you desire knowledge of immense worlds and arcane power? A codex of untold stories and lore? Or perhaps simply easy listening for your daily commute? Then feast your eyes, or more accurately, ears, upon Dungeonpedia. Shit's about to get nerdy in here. everyone, and welcome to Dungeonpedia, an exploration into the lore of Dungeons and Dragons. We're your hosts, Lou and Markel. Taylor Stanfield. And I'm Travis Beasley. So, guess what, everybody? We have finally, finally put the uh, the finishing touches on the room. For... It looks super good. Yeah. It has taken a long time, both because we're just lazy and don't do things when we're supposed to, and also money. And also time. And time. Like the, the actual meaningful time investment of doing it, not yeah. just like, oh, we should do that. Yeah, we should. Doesn't do anything. Yeah. We just, look, we get busy. <laughs> it it, it happens. happens. And yeah. we also work full-time, job, full-time jobs, but yeah, that's neither here nor there. Yeah. The, the point is, after all of the work that we have put into our recording space for the past year, before we were even recording... So I, worth it. I I feel like it, it's all been worth it. Yeah, because even before we actually started recording this podcast, we were setting up for our, our other podcast, other podcast which, for our actual play one that we uh, were well, gonna do. Which um, <clears throat> I I know we've been teasing it like here and there, but hopefully next month we'll actually be able to release our first episode for those of you who are interested, and we'll release more information on that later. Yeah, as soon yeah. as we get more information, we're going to be recording it within the next couple of days actually yeah oh god oh and god and we just have to figure out what we're going to do about editing and stuff but once we get that figured out it'll be released yeah yay Yay! and you know also just get in the swing of things make sure that we have all the time and it, mm. it's a concentrated effort we're already starting ourselves off on a nice little uh, making sure that we have no free time kind of thing aren't we pretty much yeah I mean, I don't know about you guys. I hate having free time. See, I like to play games. I so like to paint. I love having free time. Well, congrats. You guys have hobbies. I don't <laughs> know. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Well, then. Well, alrighty then. Past that, uh, before we actually get started, I have one little footnote that I have to go over. Okay. So, this episode was a suggestion from uh, Anthony. Thank you, Anthony. Thank you, Anthony. And I'm also going to go ahead and shout out on Twitter to Dungeon Masters, which is at two underscore DMs, because they agreed with Anthony that this would be a good topic Topic. to cover. That being said, they originally suggested doing Lord Soth. Lord Soth. But the more I looked into it, the more I realized I would need more time to actually do the research necessary to cover it in the way that I feel it needs to be. Okay. Mm-hmm. So instead of doing Lord Soth, who was a Death Knight in Ravenloft, Ooh. in the Ravenloft setting. Back to Ravenloft. I have decided to do what I found out to be the very first Death Knight that was identified by name in Dungeons & Dragons. Ooh. Nice. And his name is Saint Cargoth the Betrayer. Ooh, Cargoth. 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 Hey, new genre of goth, everybody. Cargoth. I should say it is with a K and not a C. Cargoth. Cargoth. 
<laughs> you, you got your Lolita goths, you got your emo goths, you got your old school goths, you got your grungy goths. You got your pastel goths. Now you have your you car your goths. goths. Yeah, now you got car goths. Wow, there are so many goths that I was not even aware of. Or like Travis was in high school, a joth. A jock goth. Uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> it was... It was a strange time. We're not going to talk about that. We're going to talk about car gossip. No, actually, let's talk about high school. No, no. I don't let's want to. Uh, I don't want to. Let's just have some nice little group therapy right now. Nope. Nope. Okay. Um, I don't. I didn't want to either. So, it, it, so, what was the name of the one that was suggested? Lord Soth. Lord Soth. So, Lord Soth will be, revis- will be visited later when you can right. dedicate the time. Because mm-hmm. a lot of the material for Lord Soth is coming from novels. Oh, That yeah. I'm going to okay. have to, maybe not read all the way through, but I'm definitely going to have to sift through those more mm-hmm. thoroughly. Specifically and thoroughly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the Syric problem. The Syric problem. Yeah. Now, <laughs> that being said, Lord... Lord... Saint Cargoth. Saint Cargoth. Actually had kind of the opposite thing, whereas his materials were very limited. Ooh. In the, in the sense that most of the information I got came from Dragon Magazines and just a few articles from Dragon Magazines. Now, that being said, there was a lot written about him within these magazines. Okay. Just not a bunch of, like, particular examples. Yeah. There was, like, a few that had a lot. Yeah, there just weren't, like, a lot of he was in this one, this one, this one, this one, this one. It was a few magazines with a very deep dive yes. in those articles. Yeah. Exactly. Tiamat had that same kind of moment. So, uh, this happens, this is all taking place in Oerth. 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 A.K.A. Earth. Greyhawk land. Correct. The world of Greyhawk. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I've seen it referred to as such. Yeah. I yeah. mean. The world of Greyhawk campaign setting, really. Yeah. yeah. Uh, his first appearance was in the Dragon Magazine number 79 back in 1983. Ooh. Uh, now, before he was a Death Knight, he was known as Lord Cargoth of Mansbridge. So you weren't wrong when you said Lord. Right. Right. He just got beatified at some point later. Yeah, and in a very... That's the right word, right? I think so. That's the right word plus pronunciation, right, guys, I think? Uh, don't look at me when it comes to pronunciation. I'm a hick from Oklahoma. I mean, and I'm even more of a hick than she is, so... I, I would say I'm on the same level of hick as Taylor. I come from a family that literally says it's just down yonder in a non-ironic term. like. Yeah. So you're fancy hick. Yes, I'm a fancy hick. Uh, So Lord Cargoth was widely regarded as the greatest knight of the time, and he was a paladin of Heronius. And Heronius. Just soak that in for a second. He was a paladin, and then by the end of this whole episode, he's going to be a death knight. That's quite the change. So what did he he, uh, sell on the sides? Was it like SUVs or like... (laughs) Knowing him, it was probably, like, very shitty. Like, there's always something wrong with this car, but he's going to lie to you and tell you that it runs just fine. Oh, my God. (laughs) And you buy it for the body style. Because it, like, looks good, but it's actually a piece of shit. Yeah, exactly. He would have issues fitting in some cars because he was around seven feet tall. Oh, my God. Was he a human? Uh, Yeah, he was a human. He was a seven-foot-tall human and was also said to have the strength of a hill giant. Jesus. I mean, you know, that, those kinds of things happen. Part of me is like, there's no way he was just a human. He was like half giant or something. This dude was huge. I mean, maybe he was like 
like one sixteenth giant or something. Maybe. I was gonna make a mean joke about uh, people yeah. claiming to be like I'm one sixteenth Cherokee, and then yeah. I remember that I'm one sixteenth Cherokee. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Blood quotient jokes, guys. That's how you really know you're from Oklahoma, right? Um, before we get into his like major story, I do have to cover something kind of pertains to his major story, mm-hmm. and this starts with the Night Protectors of the Great Kingdom. Mm-hmm. They were the greatest order of knighthood in the history of Flaneus. Uh Flaneus is the eastern part of the continent of Oerth. Okay. Or, I'm sorry, of Oric. Which is in Oerth. Which is in Oerth. Oerth They is are spelled the... very similar, like O-E-R-I-K. They should have thought oh, about that. They, they really should have thought about they that. They should have maybe done something a little different Yeah, there. they're doing naming schemes like I did in Pathfinder. It's just confusing. <laughs> I mean... Sometimes. I thought Atrios and Drios. I thought your naming schemes were pretty good. Yeah. Uh, the Night Protectors became the most preeminent defenders of the uh, Commonwealth in, and I don't Common- know if I'm pronouncing this. Commonwealth? Yeah. Not in Commonwealth. Commonwealth. No, in the Commonwealth. Just, okay, sure. Okay. Just, it's kind of the same. Regular. Just like the common of everything. Yeah, yeah that, so, like, they took, like, a real Wait, have you actually term. never heard the phrase the Commonwealth? No. I've, I've always heard, heard Commonwealth. Oh. It's always I've actually heard the phrase Commonwealth before. Oh, I, see, because now I thought that this was just, like, a fucking um, D&D, like, uh, they mix them up of Commonwealth. Yeah, like they wanted to do Commonwealth, but a little different. Anyway, they did did regular night stuff. Yeah, and uh, it was in Aerdy. 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 I don't really know how to pronounce it. I sounded kind of Irish there. Uh, <laughs> like the first one went kind of went kind of hick, and then the second one went kind of Irish. Basically, this is the kingdom that was in Flaneus. This is the Great Kingdom. Okay. So, anytime I mention the Great Kingdom, it's Aerdy, Aerdy, whatever. Irony. A A ready. And uh, so the Night Protectors was a con- congregation, wow, of the kingdom's best and bravest warriors. Kind of like a prestige order that was sought after by like many knights to become <laughs> yeah. a Night Protector at some point. That was like right. the, the zenith. That's what they wanted. The knights and their exploits became the thing of legends and fables. Like they were so good at what they did. It was, that talked, it was about. talked about yeah. all the time. And also, bards like to have fun, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They would defeat barbarian hordes, dragons, power mad sorcerers, anything that threatened the kingdom. They were the ones that went to yeah. defend it and get rid of it. Blah, blah, blah. Regular night stuff. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Pretty much. And <laughs> I sound so enthused. <laughs> anyway. Ah, uh, fucking knights. Whatever. I mean, you do hate paladins, so this does not surprise I me. I really do. Knights are very pal like just enough paladin adjacent for me to be like <sighs> It depends I on roll. how they uh how they how they do their thing. We're gonna get an uprising from this episode about paladins. See, I'm okay with paladins. Lewin fucking hates paladins. <laughs> it's the it's the Nexus jumping out. It really is. It's the it's the my character hating one other character a lot that's really just jumping out. <laughs> Honestly. In the autumn of 202 CY, mm-hmm. the Knight Commander Lord Nidraman the Hextorian. That's a cool title. That is a really cool title. Uh passed away. Aww. So Rip. this left open his position as the head of the Knight Protectors. Most Does of the, the next person get the really cool title too? 
It didn't specify, but I hope so. Me too. Hextorian? That's yeah. a pretty good title. Yeah, I want that to be my title. Most Ruined of the... the uh, yeah. Most of the Aorty people. <laughs> the a a a. I want to say Aorta. <laughs> yeah, like the no. Aortians. <laughs> the the Aor... The Aor... Aorty. The citizens of the Great Kingdom. Right. Most of these people... Expected the council gallant, which was composed of the oldest and wisest knights of the kingdom. They were kind of like the ones that... Got around the round table to talk about stuff. Yeah, and mm-hmm. they were the ones that chose and picked who would become knight protector. And they were also the ones that would choose who took... Up that, that the mantle. Commander's yeah, mantle. in that instance. Most of the people thought that it was going to be Lord Cargoth because... He was widely known, widely mm-hmm. considered one of the greatest knights there was. Yeah. He was very strong, very powerful. He's made the most sales this quarter. Very appreciated. Right. Mm-hmm. And even at this point, he wasn't <laughs> in his prime at this point, but he was still very highly respected. Yeah. It might have felt like he was in his prime because it sounds like he's just on the up and up constantly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so everything's coming up, Cargoth. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Uh, this position was the highest rank of the knight, or the highest rank that a knight could hope to achieve. But other than that, Cargoth looked at it in another way. He saw it as a last opportunity to extend his career and share in the power that comes with it before he dies. Okay. I mean, how old was he at this point? It doesn't actually Do you, like, say. Would you imagine? Because they say, like, not in his prime. I would say at this point he was probably maybe 40s. Yeah, but like... <laughs> 40s feels like prime for a mater- for a military type of person, though. Yeah. I mean... I'm just imagining like him being in his 40s, like being 40s, 50s, maybe. Yeah. About, about like dying. And it's like, <clears throat> dude, you've got a little while. You can chill. You, you can chill. It's fine. It's all right. Although then again, I, this it is like a... There's a lot of combat, which can... That's true. You know, make you feel Lord. like... Your life expectancy. Yeah. He just he just sounds like he feels like he's about to die. It lowers his life expectancy for sure. He did get an electric faction that like formed around his banner, consisting of, and this is like an actual quote, and I'm still not quite sure what this means. Fawning princelings. Oh. No, that makes sense to me. See, it didn't really make much sense to me. Uh, like, okay, they they say fawning, and like your your immediate thought is like Maybe a sort of like romantic. Yeah, like, crush that, I think thing, that was which mine. Could probably like which could enter the equation. I don't know. I that know was some, mine. I know some. Which I know some. Didn't make much sense. Twinks who would who would want like a forty year old, forty something year old, like grizzled. You know, got a little gray coming in. But also, I feel like it could just as easily mean like the like young young men who like aspire, like they would want to be recognized in that way. Yeah, like they want his not want his job, but like. They think he's so cool. Th- that being near him might rub off on them a little bit. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I, can, I definitely see that interpretation in the, uh, when was this released? The 80s? 83. Yeah. 83. I can see that interpretation being more um, accepted than the idea that uh, this guy just had a lot of just uh, gay of princes that just <laughs> were um, in love with him, which... That's my preferred interpretation, but that's just me. Like maybe, like I could, I could imagine him having like a, a Jamie Lannister moment, and like you know, a lot of like 
young princes in like a family would be like, oh my God, he's so cool. You know what I mean? I won't be, I won't be Jamie Lannister when I grow up. Oh Lord. <laughs> I mean, that's my, that's my interpretation personally. Well, other than the fawning princelings, he also had cronies, schemers, thieves, Uh-oh. and like assortments of that like that formed around his banner as well. Oh, unsavory types. Yeah. So people who really wanted something from him. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I can imagine that. And all these people were fully expecting him to gain this position, and they all started like whispering to him that it was all but assured he was going to get it. And eventually he became convinced himself that there was no one other than himself that was worthy of this title. Oh, oh, I think I know what's going to happen next. He doesn't get it. So when the time came, <laughs> the council gallant announced that it wasn't Cargoth, but instead... <gasps> Whoa, twist! Instead, it was Sir Benador Monlith of Cathold to be the next Knight Commander. Yeah, let me let me guess. Like the the Lieutenant Commander or whatever, that's like his his nephew. So like, you know. You know. Like it was a clear. You know, he he his uh his mom's married to someone, you know. You know. Yeah, everyone was <laughs> like shocked about all this. Yeah. Well, like, le- like legitimately. Yeah, everyone okay. was shocked because they thought that Cargoth was the the obvious, obvious like right. Was. So it actually does kind of feel like, uh, what just happened? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the council defended themselves with this, saying that Benador was the best living embodiment of the tenants of the Night Protectors. Okay. Some of them even went so far as to say that he was touched by the spirit of the goddess of Jodi. So, like, they're like, he was touched by this goddess, he's he's just the best one that we have, mm-hmm. all the tenants, he follows perfectly. Look, Karlgoth is great, but this guy's just better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the news reached Karlgoth in his castle. I'm sure he didn't appreciate it. And he was pissed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can imagine. Uh, his castle was in Farlanced. What the fuck is Farlanced? Farlanced was a city on... or or. Orth? Oric? 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 Oric. Mm-hmm. Oric. Whatever. And whenever he finally, like, heard about this, he basically just, like, sat there and, like, seethed in his castle over the decision, trying to figure out what his next move was going to be. Mm-hmm. Now, that's what I do whenever I get <clears throat> disappointed by something. I just yeah. sit there and seethe. And he came to the conclusion that his next move was to challenge the decision. Uh-oh. Okay. And try to get it overturned. I mean, you know, I feel like that's that's not too bad. He's trying to go through official channels first. Because when you said the word challenge, I thought he was going to challenge Benedict, whatever, whatever. Oh. To, like, yeah. a duel. And then he was going to do something underhanded and kill him. But he's trying to go through official <laughs> okay, channels. Okay, okay, okay. I he's think trying. that he's following his chain of command. <clears throat> that's good. That, that is. One of his priests that he had counseled him against challenging the decision. He didn't think it was a good idea. So Cargoth had him expelled from the castle. Oh, <laughs> that's he said. I don't give a fuck. Get out. That's not very. Mature. That's not very nice. Uh, the following month, Cargoth appeared in the capital for the investiture. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Investiture. That yeah. sounds right. Of Benador, there, and the what was called the Court of Essences at the royal palace. And in front of the numerous nobles of the Houses of the Lands, the Overking himself, yada yada, Cargoth challenged Benador to a contest of arms. Oh, there it is. <laughs> this 
was actually how the knight's tenants were written. A challenge was to be issued to whoever you had the issue with, mm-hmm. and it was resolved that way. Honor dictated that Benador had to accept the challenge, so mm-hmm. he did. Benador was younger and clearly weaker than Kargoth, but the fact that he was younger actually helped him in this, and he was able to pretty much parry every one of Kargoth's oh. attacks. <clears throat> so he just constantly parried it, like and me. the battle was actually on a stalemate. In the air shock at Dragon Age 2. <laughs> Sorry. But what was the, stalemate? The battle went on as a stalemate. And the rules as written for the tenants and for this particular thing was the challenger had to defeat the defender mm-hmm. by sunset. Or? Or he lost. Okay. So okay. this fight went on as so, a stalemate until sunset. Oh my god. So basically the, the incumbent has an advantage. Yeah. At this point, the rules of Parcelin, which is the code of the Night Protectors, dictated that Kargoth lost. Uh-huh. Because yeah. it went till sunset. Benador, and he did clearly win. Yeah. yeah. Benador defended it, and there's nothing else that he could do. Oh man, that super sucks for him. Yeah. yeah. Because, so, like, not only was he mad about that, like, when he tried to do something about it, he, he couldn't even beat him. He couldn't guy. beat him. Yeah. yeah. Which so is he was like, evidence enough that maybe, maybe he, didn't, he didn't deserve it. He was pissed even more. Benador, you know, in a show of, like, truce and friendship, reached out his hand to be like, uh-oh. hey, you know, good job. Uh-oh. What oh, have uh-oh. you. And normally, you know, in this particular time, a lot of people would try to hide their disgust and like disdain. For yeah, lost. yeah. You, you pay. You you know. You put on your oh, they deserved it. You don't at be the a, Oscars face. Yeah. You don't be a sore loser. You, but, you're sad. Oh, but yeah, yeah, absolutely. But see, here's the thing: in the room that they were fighting in, a legendary court mage, Skander, Skander. Something enchanted like this room mm-hmm. in order to compel all men in the room to speak the truth of all things. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. So, he cast Zone of Truth. <laughs> it was like a massive, everlasting zone of truth that this everyone failed all the time. is a <laughs> impenetrable, eternal zone, zone of, of truth. truth. So Kargoth couldn't hide his disgust and Uh-oh. just went on a rant and just went about calling all different knights of all ranks foul names and cussing and yelling and so because I feel American like, politics. I feel like <laughs> up to this point though, everyone probably thought Kargoth was a cool dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like like even if like this felt like a little weird, like, you know, he's going about it right. He's a respectful guy, blah blah. Yeah, and like up to that point, like he goes to all the he goes to the semi annual like company barbecue. <laughs> And, like, you know, he asks how your kids are doing, how your wife's doing. But then, like, this happens, and he's just like, oh, by the way, fuck you, Pete. I fucking hate you. And your wife. Your wife's a slut. Oh! I I fucked your wife. Oh, no! And then he left. Oh, no. Like, he just walked out and went to go back to Farlanced and kind of wanted the countryside for a few days Vowing vengeance oh, no. for the shame that he suffered. Yeah, because uh, not Which only did that happen, and not only did he lose, but he was so compelled to speak his mind that he fucked up his whole reputation. Pretty yeah, he didn't. Much. He didn't just lose. You know, he. 
fucked up. Yeah. So he suffered so much at his shame for his loss that he even turned to cursing his goddess Heronius for his loss. Oh. Like, just kind of just said, fuck you, you didn't help me. Yeah. And what use are you then? No response was ever given. <laughs> well, yeah. She's just up there on the celestial plane like, excuse, excuse me. Sorry. Um, I have better things to do than to like help you out with a little duel yeah. because you couldn't accept a feat. Yeah. Sorry. And as he was wondering, he actually became lost in a rainstorm on like the coastline as he was trying to travel back. Dumb bitch, can't even find his way back. <laughs> he got hit with this rainstorm and got lost. He came upon these ruins that he took refuge in. Uh-oh, I Uh-oh. know this story. Uh, well, in these ruins, he discovered a staircase that led down into... Down. Just darkness. Down. He down into really down. see. So, you know, naturally. You he kept going. Yeah, that's what I would do. Uh, he no. eventually <laughs> came to a huge temple underground. It was like a crypt-like chamber, almost. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. And sitting in the middle of this chamber, there was a huge, grotesque statue. Oh. And upon seeing the statue, he just became transfixed on it. uh, Define grotesque. Like, was. Literally just said it was a huge, grotesque statue. DM's interpretation. Probably. Yeah, fair enough. It was a statue of a shambling mound. Oh. That was the first thing I could think of when, like. Thinking of d- big, disgusting thing that would be in the middle of a crypt. Well, you know what? Our shambling mound is statue-colored. Yeah. <laughs> Travis. Yeah. Listen, I don't need you. Okay, well, I guess I'll leave. call me out. <laughs> <laughs> That's very long. I don't need you. Whoa. And uh, if it helps, I can kind of give you a little word visual of what the statue might have looked like. Okay. I, I'm just I'm just curious I would like if a there word was, visual. If yeah. there's if there's so, any elaboration. If I was a DM in this particular instance, knowing what this was, <laughs> mm-hmm. and since I kind of am at this point, this statue sitting in the middle room was probably sitting about nine feet tall. I had right. like the body of a humanoid of sorts. Cool. So but arms and its legs. face was kind of plant-like. Think of like Ivysaur's little like bulb on the back when Ooh. it's open. Oh. Except flesh colored and like carved oh, like a- to have drool dripping like oh, off of the petals. Like a like a reflexia. Yeah. Okay. With a that's huge not, cool. circular mouth with all these sharp, jagged teeth in the middle. Oh, of I would it. worship that. That's cool. <laughs> Let that me is basically what he came across. Yeah. Dang, that's actually pretty cool. Anyway. Yeah. So I was just wondering if they expanded on that anymore, or if they just said it was grotesque and then left that. No, but me knowing what it is, I could just <laughs> look it up and found yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so as he's standing there, this chattering buzzing started to happen in his ears and a voice slowly started to speak to him seemingly coming from the statue itself mm-hmm. oh oh no oh, we're oh, gonna no. take a break no oh! you pot you held for too long and i was like we're not gonna find out what that thing said no yet, are we no God fuck damn you okay yep. well whatever you're welcome i didn't want to know it why hey everyone so gonna pop in here from our break of uh saint cargoth not sure why he's a saint at this point, but... He was at one point. He was at one point. 
Uh, we do have to plug in our ad breaks as usual. We do have a few extra additions this time, so bear with us. First one is the fact that we now have a Patreon. Yay! It only has a few... Tiers. Tiers. It's got three tiers. Uh, only a few, like, minimal rewards. Yeah, because, I mean, we are a lore history podcast. We're trying to figure out more stuff to give you, but there is one that gives extra episodes every month. Well... Well, Extra uh, short short episodes. episodes. Yeah, like c- like small stuff that wouldn't exactly be a full episode otherwise. Yeah. About 15 minute episodes of us just kind of talking about something random or different that we find interesting. Yeah. I mean, we'll we'll tell you at the beginning of each of the episodes if you subscribe to that tier. Yeah. Yeah. Um it is pinned to our Twitter if you want to go there, there is a link there. Otherwise, if you're on Patreon, you can just search Dungeonpedia. That's where we're at. That's where we're at. We've yep. managed to get that. Yay! Yeah. Also, I know that last week we announced that we were going to come out with our actual play podcast, and that's still in the works. It'll be coming up in the next few weeks. It's going to be the full title for that podcast is Projectile Dysfunction, and you can get updates on Twitter at ProjectileCast. All one word at Projectile Cast. And as soon as we have any information for you, it'll go up there, and we'll continue with the small updates. And currently, you know, since we haven't actually released yet, there might not be a whole lot whenever you go there, but follow that account anyway so you can get the updates. When they're available. When they're available. Yeah, it's very... Because we're working on it, we're getting there, it's coming so close. There's just a lot of of moving parts, I'm sure you understand. Yes. Um, In the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr for your regular Dungeonpedia content, at Dungeonpedia. Um, you can also email us at dungeonpedia.podcast at gmail.com. Um, particularly, if you have any suggestions for stuff for our Patreon, oh, we yeah. really appreciate that. That would um, be very helpful. We something, absolutely want to hear what you guys want. Absolutely. Want. Something yeah. that you would be interested in that we could do that we don't normally cover or... Whatever. Anything. We will mm-hmm. look at suggestions and try to figure it out because yeah. we're trying. And any extra money we get from the Patreon will just help us to further expand further and expand. improve. Subscribe to us wherever you can, wherever you like, just to get notifications whenever new episodes go up. And also because then you'll have the subscription and it'll be ready on your phone or whatever device you like to listen to us on. Remember to rate us, review us. Wherever you can, most places it's not an option. I totally understand. Apple iTunes is the big one, really. So if you could log on to that one, give us a little review there, that'd be so nice. But the better thing that you can do is help us spread the word. I know so many of you have already done so much for us in that Ah. department. Thank you so much. And trust us, we have seen it. We know. Thank you. We appreciate you. It is amazing. Yes. We also appreciate Alexander Nakarada, who composed our theme song, Blacksmith. Woo! Yeah. It was a good one. Yeah. Uh, And with that, no further ado. With that, we're done. We promise. Um, Yeah. No more ado. Back to the podcast. Ha ha. Okay. Tell me. I'm dying. (sighs) I guess you can tell me what the statue said. (laughs) I don't even want to know anymore. All right. Well, Kargoff did actually recognize what the statue was. Oh, yeah? Okay. Um, he recognized it as a prince of the abyss. Hmm. An ancient Aerdi named it Amon Ibor. So, like, the old ancient peoples named it that. That. Amon Ibor. Amon. Uh, or the sibilant beast. Hmm. But it's more commonly known as 
Demogorgon. <gasps> oh, oh, shit! Oh, my God! Oh, I shit. know what the fuck this is! This is a Stranger Things. This is not Stranger... Nice Stranger Things reference. From <laughs> 1981. Three? Three. Whatever. Three. 83. Whichever. 83 and 81 are basically the same number. It this should be funnier. noted that I haven't actually seen Stranger Things. Neither have I. Not, neither, none of us have. Oh, my God. I saw the first, like, two episodes. I just know what the Demogorgon looks Which, <clears throat> by the way, didn't realize it was a thing before Stranger Things until I saw it on, like, a... a D&D. Yeah, like a D&D. Beyond article. Something like that. Something like that. Um, and then I saw Demogorgon, and I was like, wait, what? And I clicked on it, and I was like, oh. I literally thought it was an invention for Stranger Things, honestly. Oh. Um, anyway. Because it, it sounds like uh, um, other things, but like um, also, I, I only know enough about Stranger Things that I've learned from cultural osmosis. I'll just say that much. Yeah, same. And I looked Pretty up, much same. I looked up what the monster looked like when I found out that there was like a monster because I like monsters. Monsters, and are I good. wanted to see what it looked like. It's ugly as hell. It looks great. <laughs> you're looks doing like great, it, uh, sweetie. It looks like it had an epic face plant. <laughs> <laughs> kind of does. <laughs> I want to. I'm sorry, guys. Oh my god! Wait a minute. Did you? Ju- oh my god! <laughs> I'll leave now. I'm I'm done. Nope. You guys don't get to figure out the rest. I'm leaving. Anybody? No, you do not get a high five. Anybody? No. Oh, they're leaving me hanging. No, guys. because I got it from the get go, and I was upset. And he just got it. And I'm done. I'm done with you. <laughs> Demogorgon praised Kargos' might and his past exploits. He buttered him up pretty much. You know that. You know that guy didn't give a shit. He was just buttering him up. And by the morning, Demogorgon had completely seduced Kargoth. Ooh. And promised him power and vengeance. I know where this is going. They swore a pact that had to be sealed in blood. And Demogorgon told Kargoth what he wanted. Kargoth was surprised by the request, but accepted it anyway. (laughs) I know where this is going. As Kargoth pledged himself to Demogorgon... In a flash that was as fast as a lightning strike, tentacles emerged from the darkness. Oh! I know where this is going. And tore Kargos' eyes out. Ooh. Ooh, Ooh, God, that's gross. I hate eye stuff, you guys. Me me too. Like, nobody likes it, but I really hate eye stuff. The pain was said to have felt like it lasted for an eternity. Well, yeah. Because, I mean, these tentacles just, like, ripped Kargos' eyes out. Oh, it's like from that one fairy tale where the crows kept picking their eyes out. Which one was that? Um, was that the Wicked Stepsisters? No, because uh, no, the wasn't the, that one of the because in the the you know the one I'm talking about. Yeah, it was. Um, <clears throat> they just t- told the prince to check their feet because they were bleeding. well. They had to dance on hot coals, right? That was their thing. That was their punishment. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there there was a fairy tale where some evil person wasn't that Cinderella. Had their eyes repeated. Cinderella was the dancing on hot coals. Okay, yeah. Um, some, some evil person had their okay. eyes plucked out repeatedly. Eyes <laughs> plucked. Except instead out of, by ravens. Except instead of crows, it was tentacles. Apparently, it was ravens. It was ravens. Uh, no, just use the Bible. So what? not a fairy tale. The Bible. Uh, I re- I f- I feel like I remember that as a punishment for an evil person in a fairy tale. Anyway. The eye that mocketh at his father and disobeyeth to his mother, the ravens of the valley shall pick it out, and the eagle shall eat it. Anyway. So well, anyway. On that note, this marked his turning into the first <laughs> official and the most powerful death knight on earth. Hmm. 
With this, he was given immortality from aging, along with some other nifty powers. The most important included the ability to read ancient words of power and Ooh. the ability to speak them. That'll come into play here in a little bit. How did oh. he read if he had no eyes? Good question. Blind sense? Blind sense? Blind sense? That, Braille? Did they have Braille back then? <laughs> Fantasy I mean, Braille. They had carved runes, so sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, there we go. But how will you know if you're holding them the right direction? You don't. Oh. Oh, no. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, with this new power, he returned to Farlands the following morning because it turns out this ruins was only like a day's travel from Farlands, hmm. and he just happened to stumble upon it. Whoops! <laughs> uh, he was donning a helmet to cover the nude disfiguration. Mm-hmm. As he got there, his servitors and allies were eager to speak with him. Following his big fuck up. Yeah, yeah, following his big fuck up. Hey, what the fuck? <laughs> it turns out that the decision that the night protectors made with Sir Benador did not sit well with some of the knights, as they saw him to be unworthy and weak. Even though he totally kicked... Even though he like he he, he held he, his he own. He didn't necessarily. Yeah, he didn't hit Cargos' ass, but he did hold his own against him. I mean, I could see, I could see some people like taking that as like a bad sign that he essentially just kind of wore him out, and that it was like a battle of attrition. I can see some people thinking that like that was not cool. Yeah, yeah, fair um, enough. So because of this, there were there started some small fighting that broke out between the knights. Mm-hmm. While Cargoth was finding his way back to Farlands, there were other longtime grudges that came to the forefront as well. Little of these had anything to do directly with Cargoth, so he kind of like ignored those for the most part because he just they didn't involve him. He didn't care. Right? Yeah, he uh, <clears throat> he's a good team member who doesn't get involved in gossip. The uh, turmoil had begun to spread over the kingdom, and then some of the knights asked Cargoth to lead a coup against the order. <laughs> Much to their surprise, he agreed immediately. Oh. They didn't actually think he would because they're not aware of everything yeah. that's happened. I, I was okay. like, much to their surprise, like, um... Yeah, they weren't aware. Now, they could tell that there was something different because his demeanor had changed, but <laughs> they didn't know exactly what, what it was. Mm-hmm. What happened? Okay. So, he agreed, but he had slightly different plans in order to do this. Instead of confronting their rivals... He instead laid out his plan to march to the Temple of Lothan and raid this temple. Hmm. The temple was a secret hiding place for a relic called the Orb of Saul. It was a holy artifact that was very important to the mass amount of ARD people. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, the theft, he said, would force their opponents into the open and then allow them to be crushed on the battlefield with the orb's powers. Cool. Okay. With so it. instead of attacking them at their home, he wanted to steal this orb. Lure them out. Lure them out and then use the orb's powers to defeat them. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, sure. Why not? Why not? Whatever. He managed to convince 13 of his knights to follow him to raid the temple. I'm still trying to, like, figure out how little this temple was guarded if 13, 14 technically, knights were... Able to raid it, but then I thought, oh wait, Cargos not just a knight anymore; he's a death knight. Also, yeah. like, how many temples get raided by adventuring parties of like six or less in campaigns? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> this is true. This is true. That's fair. Fourteen's a lot. Could you imagine having to wrangle fourteen players, Travis? 
<coughs> no. Fuck At that point, that. just have seven, and every player gets two characters. <laughs> but what about the other seven people who want to play? Oh, God. Can you imagine how long combat would take? One round of combat <laughs> with 14 people would take... A long an time. An hour and a half, probably. Oh, if that. God. If if just that. Yeah. If any, no, of, if any of them are like me, it's going to take like three hours. Like, I'm good, man. I'm so good. They rode to the temple and made quick work of it because Kargoth had all these powers. Right. Yeah, whatever. And was able to kind of crush it. I'm sure the temple wasn't terribly well guarded from what it seems. Yeah. Um, he made his way to the orb. And with his newfound powers that Demogorgon gave him, Mm -hmm. he kind of started to, like, trace the outer edge of the orb and spoke these words that unleashed a terrible nimbus of power to shoot out. And it actually struck Kargoth and sent him flying to the wall in pain and agony. Uh Uh-oh. Like, he was pretty much down for the count at this point. Yeah. Roll on death saving throws. Uh-oh. Yeah. But four death saving throws were a thing. Wait, actually, I don't remember. I'm just going to cut I that part out. I don't remember either. Or I'll just admit the fact that I don't know, and maybe somebody will, yeah, tweet at me and tell me how death used to work in D&D. Because <laughs> how does death work? How does death work? Tell we haven't uh, quite covered that part. Teach in Taylor how death works. Previous episodes, so... There could have been death saving foes back then. Who knows? Anyway, he's having a bad time. So he's yeah. having a bad time. He's having a bad day now. Um, a tear into the abyss opened up. <gasps> oh. This tear led to Demogorgon's realm. Cool. And uh, released a great demon beast known as Arendagrost. Gesundheit? Thank you. No. Arendagrost. Arendagrost? That sounds Arindagrost. like a... Like a um, Jabberwocky Bandersnatch moment. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, unleashed a Rindagrost. Yeah. And tongues of fire started to like shoot out in all directions from this orb. Uh-huh. How freaked out are these poor guys right now? Yeah. Um, the 13 knights that came with them actually started to run. Yeah, I... Uh, we didn't sign up for this eldritch bullshit. I'm out. I imagine like two of them are like kind of lagging behind the rest of the party and they're like, yo, man, something seems weird about Lord Cargoth. Yeah, yeah, I don't know, man. And then suddenly this fucking abyss opens up and they're like, oh, God, run. <laughs> Good job. Thank you. Hey, if you know the song I'm referencing, I'm sorry for my uh, horrible rendition. So the 13 knights had started to run at this point, but these tongues of fire lashed out and struck all of them, Uh-oh. killing all of them immediately. Aw, poor guys. Like, yeah. To the point that it was like melting them almost. <gasps> oh my god. Oh wait, they're basically paladins. Never mind, fuck those guys. <laughs> There yeah, this, this this seems like your inner Nixus should be like cheering this on, considering how much Nixus loved eldritch abominations and tentacles. Yeah, she's having a great time. I seriously almost just said testicles instead of tentacles. <laughs> <laughs> no, she wasn't the biggest fan of those. Um, oh lord, she's having a great time. <clears throat> she lives inside me. <laughs> so anyway. at this point. Uh, Gross kind of rampaged across the land and just, like, headed to wherever the fuck he wanted. What did this thing look like? You know, I'm actually not sure. I'm gonna look him up real quick. Because I'm imagining the Jabberwocky and Bandersnatch enemies from Final Fantasy 13. 
I'm imagining just giant tentacle eldritch monsters. How do you spell that? It is A-R-E-N-D-A-G-R-O-S-T. I... He was also known as the Maw of the Abyss. <laughs> He's kind of dragon-like, actually. Oh, yeah, this guy's pretty cool. He's got like a um, an eldritch uh, abomination kind of feel about him. For sure, but yeah. So, um, oh god, looking at him because he does have three heads. Oh god! And each three of these heads, each one actually shoots out a different element. Hmm. So I think it was fire, ice, and poison. I want to mm-hmm. say I didn't write it down because I wasn't sure if I would have time to cover that part or not. But I'm pretty sure it was ice, fire, and poison. Okay. Okay. Could be wrong, but. Either way. He had heads that spit out different elements. Right. Oh, actually, here, I found it. Um, First of all, it looked... uh, He moves upon a giant sea of tentacles. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Uh, He is an immense wingless dragon, but in place of scales, it is covered in a coarse black fur. Oh, my. Uh, It has three heads that resemble monstrous horned fiends. That breathe bloody acid, <gasps> fire, and frost. So okay. I had two out of the three right, and I—I yeah. I mean, poison was close to bloody acid. I mean, poison, poison is adjacent to acid, and also blood. Contagion. <laughs> I feel well. I feel like the the bloody part of it's a really important descriptor. Yeah. Oh, also, um, the uh, eyes that it had. Yes. Offered instant death. <gasps> To anyone that were to catch its gaze. Oh. <laughs> like, this thing was... Scurry. Fucking ridiculous. Yeah, this... Scurry. This feels like some, like, horror movie bullshit. Cloverfield moment. Yeah. Yeah, kinda. It just, like, this thing just um, rampaged everywhere. Bird box. <gasps> That's what the monsters in Bird Box were. Yes, we figured it out, y'all. We Never did. Never seen Bird Box, so... I haven't either. I haven't either. Cultural osmosis again. <coughs> Cultural osmosis, and I watched a video essay on why it's and not that good. Yeah, yeah, I that. oh, I wanted to see it. It's okay. well, okay. I watched a video essay on well, okay, why it doesn't live up to the hype. Yes, basically. Okay. Well, and it, it's less of it was about that, and more of like the person who did it was like, this is my personal opinion that it's kind of mediocre. Okay. Anyway. Wow. Um, so when Benador heard about what had happened, he very quickly made his way to this temple. By the time he got there, the temple itself he found was basically ash and ruin. Yeah. Kargoth was nowhere to be found. Mm-hmm. And the 13 bodies of the knights lied on the floors with their eyes cut out. Ew. Mm-hmm. Do, do you get it? Eye stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Lewin's having a moment. Ew. Um, oddly enough... Kargoth left without this orb because the orb was still there. I mean, to be fair, if I went over and touched it and it did that to me, I would not go and try to touch it again. But I'd be like, you know what? I'm going to cut my losses and go. This like, was Demogorgon's plan for Kargoth. He said, you have to go here. Here's the words of power to do what I need you to do. And he did it. So basically, he doesn't have to anymore. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like Demogorgon got what the fuck he wanted. Mm-hmm. And Kargoth got kind of what he wanted, is he kind of gets vengeance. Yeah. 
on everybody. Yeah. So, so what you're saying is Cargoth didn't read the fine print and things worked out a little differently than he may, maybe thought. Yes. Because it's he... Almost like that's a thing. That happens when people make deals with creatures like Demogorgon. What? And Rumpelstiltskin. I don't know why Rumpelstiltskin was the only other creature that popped into my head. Hey, you know, Rumpelstiltskin is a pretty well-known... Jackass. Jackass. Yeah. <laughs> He's a pretty well-known jackass other than Johnny Knoxville. <laughs> I love Johnny Knoxville. It should be noted that I have affectionately called mm. Travis's best friend Rumpelstiltskin for his penchant for making deals. He has called himself Rumpelstiltskin, which is what, like, shocked me the first time you said that, because I was like, oh shit, he called himself that. <laughs> yeah. So, Benador examined the orb, and when he did, the chamber immediately began to stir. Uh-oh, SpaghettiOs. Oh no, oh no. The bodies of the 13 knights <laughs> oh, no. rose up. Oh no. Uh-oh. Their armor was like seared to their flesh and like melted to their flesh at this point. Uh-huh. And they all reached out for Benador as they themselves have now become death knights. Sick. Okay, so are, like, do they still have free will? Yes. Okay, Ooh. but now they probably only want vengeance. And they mad, serve yeah. Kargoth. Yeah, so. Yeah. And after this, not much is actually written about what exactly Kargoth did, but it is written that he basically has plagued Eastern Flaneus for centuries after this with his group of Death Knights. Oh my god. And at this point, there are 12 remaining, so one of them had been killed at this point. Okay. So I'm guessing Benador died, right? That's implied. I believe it was implied. Yes. Like if this was if this was a movie, it would be like the last the last scene. But it like cuts away before you actually see him die. Yeah. So it's like implied, but they have him if they want to bring him back for a sequel. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly the joke I was gonna make. So oh, like in sorry. the first one, it, it no, you're good. In the first movie, it cuts to black, and he's obviously screwed. But then he comes in at the end of the second film. Cameo hero finish. Woo! And just real quick, I apologize for anyone that might hear the clicking of the mouse. I'm just trying to get to certain aspects of my notes. So if we can't get rid of the clicks in sorry. post, I apologize. I'm sorry. It, it, it's it happened happens. before, but yeah. yeah. I have the mouse like as far away as I can reach from my mic. <laughs> so hopefully you don't hear it. But if you do, I apologize. We need to get a quieter mouse. We do. Mouse. Lewin wore the most appropriate shirt. It has like the fucking eye and a pyramid thing, and it's like I literally, Illuminati. I literally didn't notice it until just now, and I was like, oh, Illuminati. Because I didn't examine this shirt very closely when I bought it because it was on clearance, so I just kind of grabbed cute. it. Thanks. Anyway, anyway, Demogorgon. I'm actually going to try to access the PDF real quick to see if it mentions Benador PDF getting accessed. out or not. What do you want to bet that like Benador heard about this happening and he heard about the monster whose name I cannot even remember how to pronounce at all. The big fuck off monster like has gone off and is like rampaging many miles away because it's moving and <laughs> he like shits his pants and is like, okay, I can go try to deal with that or I can uh, uh, go to the temple mm-hmm. and try to uh, figure out why this happened. And he goes to the temple. And probably like, what do you immediately regretted that decision. Yep. Yeah, like he goes there and it's like pretty destroyed. And he's like, oh, okay, this is okay. 
This is better than fighting that giant fuck-off monster. Until it wasn't. Until it wasn't. (laughs) Until zombies got involved. Okay, so no, he actually didn't die. Oh, Oh, haha. Wow, that's... I mean, I was joking about the sequel thing, but... Yeah, Uh, so turns out, no, Sir Benador did not actually die during this. Somehow he escaped, and he now bears the Orb of Soul. Oh. And he began to launch his quest to bring the traitors to justice and dedicated the order to that mission. Hmm. That's, okay. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. Now, that being said, there were, like, it says that there were very few victories. Right. Because, I mean... Death Knights. Death Knights. And he yeah. didn't know how to... Deal with that. Deal with that. Or I don't think he really knew how to use the Orb of Sol very well either. Yeah. Fucking idiot. Well, I guess they, it seems like they managed to kill one of them. I mean, maybe that wasn't them specifically, but But I would still take that as a victory. Yeah, you could, I mean, you could assume that maybe it was them since they're people that are actually devoted to hunting the, uh, not Hell Knights. Yeah. Whoa. (laughs) That's a different thing. The Night Protectors. That's a different thing. Um, (laughs) But like, I assume since hundreds of years have passed and they're human that Benador has eventually passed on. Yeah. Um, in fact, it even says a century later, the Death Knights became so powerful that it was actually them who then began hunting down the Night Protectors. Oh. <laughs> so they kind of turned the tables Ooh. and were like, we're going to hunt you guys down instead. How about that, bitch? At this point, and I say this point, meaning in what I think a normal campaign setting would have been for when this was written. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Death Knights themselves are more than 400 years old. Cool. Damn. And are said to be very, very powerful foes. Yeah. And I think I looked, and I think Kargoth is like a CR 24. Oh, boy. Jesus. 23. Yeah, he's re- That's up there, ridiculously yeah. strong. And what edition is that for? That was back in the 80s, so probably advanced Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. Don't exactly quote me on that, but mm-hmm. pretty sure it's close to that, yeah. That, that is really impressive. That's very impressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't want to fight that guy. Yeah, no, it's pretty... Uh, pretty cool. It's pretty crazy. But while it wasn't exactly what Anthony has suggested, that's what I have for the first official Death Knight by name in Dungeons, in Dungeons and, and Dragons. Kargoth. Now, at some point, Lord Soth... I will do Wait, research over. At, at what point did he become Saint Kargoth, though? He was Saint Kargoth, I think. After he died? I think he was Saint Kargoth died. before as well. Oh. Like, it, he was Lord of Farlanced. Yeah. But because he was a paladin of Heronius, he was a saint for Heronius. But oh. it was... He lost his sainthood, I'm guessing. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure he <laughs> lost his sainthood the minute he, like, cursed his goddess. Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. Like he done fucked up. Oh, I thought it was gonna be like after he was all dead and evil and stuff, then people called him saint. Because usually that's what happens. You become a saint after you die. Yeah, um, I don't. I don't okay. think he became a saint. Oh, I thought that. I, I, I think he was a living saint, and he is probably <clears throat> no longer living, and also no longer a saint. Okay. And also no longer a saint. Sorry, Correct. I thought I thought that was gonna be a very specific and notable. Thing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Oops. Turns out not. So Anthony and the two DMs Guild, I hope this was Something. sufficient enough to... Sate your thirst. Sate your thirst, at least until I can do more... <laughs> more research. More research. Yeah. 
more uh more in-depth research because you suggested it i want to cover it as best as i can more uh or uh, reading and by reading I mean skimming that being said from what it looked like Lloyd Soth might end up being multiple episodes if he is written about in multiple novels so that could be fun oh boy well we'll have to see about revisit that that later yeah yeah we'll uh, see what we can do there but thank you guys so much for listening to our episode on the first death night hopefully we'll get back to more death nights soon yeah Seem like a, a bunch of pretty cool guys. Just Real cool guys. Guys being dudes throwing around. They're just really great guys. Killing people. Rampaging oh. across Earth. Just you murdering. Know. Murdering. And stealing eyes. Always. Gotta get them eyes. Always with the eye stuff. But don't forget to follow us on all of our social media platforms, on Twitter, on Instagram, on Tumblr. <laughs> Rip Tumblr. Uh, As a platform. Uh, but there we'll give you updates for future stuff. As Travis has mentioned, we get our requests from Twitter sometimes, which is, I believe, where Anthony and the 2DM suggested it. Yes, I had sent out a tweet just asking if anyone had suggestions and they responded. So I looked into it and here we are. Yeah, I, I do recall my phone was blowing up while Anthony suggested numerous things. So thank you, Anthony. <laughs> yes, Anthony has a lot of suggestions and we are not complaining. Thank you, Anthony. And thank you to everyone else for your suggestions. Yeah. Um, we also take suggestions through our email. Dra- uh, I must have Dragonpedia. Whoa. No, that's our s- Not quite. That's our sister podcast. Just kidding. Uh, dungeonpedia.podcast at gmail.com. We've gotten some there that I haven't followed up on yet because of the same problem that we have with Lord Soth. Uh, there's a lot of books. <laughs> there's a lot of books. But, you know, it's coming. And also, in the meantime, we'll probably have easier research topics or like me last week when I just said fuck it and dove into a big research topic that I was certain was going to take me a month, but did not take me that long. Thankfully. And you did it in a few days. Good job. Woo! Yay! Little insight. We tend to have issues researching ahead of time. Sometimes. Oh, Sometimes. absolutely. I tried, I tried pacing myself one time mm-hmm. and I hated it, so... Well, anyway, on that note, to part the to part the curtain a little bit. Thank you guys so much for listening to whatever this is. <laughs> no, we know what this is. This is Dungeonpedia. Well, then we'll catch you next week here on Dungeonpedia. Dungeonpedia. Oh, um, is that what we're doing? Okay, I missed up. No, it's okay. You did it's fine. Okay. You did great. Thank you.